Good afternoon and welcome to the first ever episode of His, Hers, and Mine. My name is His and this is my co-host, Hers. Hello. <laughs> uh, mine is absent today, but we will be continuing on. Um, so it's today's un- going to be a, just a His and Hers episode, which is very exciting. Usually we give that mine perspective as well. but um, You say usually, but you did also just say it was our first ever episode. And I do I mean, find usually the plan will be. It's really <laughs> unfortunate that on our first ever episode, one of our three members had to not be on the Listen, show. We talked about this before we started recording. Did you want to reschedule? No, reschedule? no, no. I wanted to move. Forward. I'm just saying it's it's unfortunate. Ah. Uh, but as they say, the show must go on. Yeah, absolutely. His, hers, and mime—a show about his, hers, and mime culture. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody. This damn chair. And welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. It is my immense honor to be here with you guys today. My name is Thomas James. I'm here with my co-host, Jack Robert. Jack, say hello. Howdy. Guys, I sincerely apologize for not having any episodes out until this moment. Uh, for reasons I cannot discuss on this podcast, I am, was unavailable for three weeks to do a podcast. And, you know, pretty also, soon... Also, 2020. Least, I mean, yeah. I think the people... Honestly, I think that's the narrative we should go with. So Justin, Justin, our producer, back again for another season. Feel free to edit this part out. <laughs> Um, let's go with a different narrative, Tommy. It's 2020. The pandemic hit us hard emotionally. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, with everything that's been going on in the world, we were just focusing on, on ourselves. Just making it through. Yeah, just making it through. But we're going to fight through that and we're going to do this episode for you guys. We can't guarantee that we're going to be doing episodes weekly. In fact, we can guarantee we won't be. (laughs) Um, but... (laughs) You'll see a few episodes sprinkled in throughout the season. Is that fair to say, TJ? That's a great way to put it. Absolutely. You have this one for sure. I can promise you that. Honestly, here, right here, for the first time, live on this podcast, I can promise you another episode after this one. At wow. some point. At some point, okay. In this season. Yeah. That's, I, I can too. Uh, the question will be... You're going to go for three? question will be, when does that second episode come? And then, yeah, I guess the, the, uh, the question after that would be, is there a third episode? To which I have no idea. You know? Back to the matter at hand. Back to the matter at hand. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome. Another season. Season... Of this... Of this podcast? Season th- three. Three? <laughs> four? Three or four? Two? <laughs> Two, three, or four? Which one? <laughs> You're leaving me out to dry here. I'm looking like a fool in front of our... <laughs> Justin, edit this out. I know what season we're on. Uh, it's our third season. Third, yeah. Okay. Because it can't be our fourth already. That's outlandish. Yeah, and it's not only our second. Right. Our, we're veterans. Yeah. Yeah, hey. They say this is the big breakout season for a lot of wide receivers. Um, that season three. A lot of quarterbacks. Absolutely. Not really running backs. Running backs retire after season three. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we're back. We're back and we're happy to be here. Weird season, obviously, fantasy football-wise. Weird year in general as a human being. So we welcome you all in to our 
Fantasy Football Family. Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. Here we go. Tommy's here with the smart. Jack's here with the heart. And we're ready to go. You always do a great job with your wording, your turns of phrases. I, well uh, I get that a lot. And apologies in advance. I, We've got a really impressive sound situation set up. High tech. Justin, our producer, thank you once again. Um, you know, in partnership with Kason Productions, as always. This is a great setup we've got here. This is the first time we're both in studio, live in person, uh, in in a in a room that was actually designed such that uh, audio recording. So we've got we've got the full budget this year. One thing that I will apologize for my squ- my chair is incredibly squeaky. <laughs> Um, my squeaky is incredibly chair is what I was about to say, but no, my chair is squeaky. So sorry if you hear that and any, you know, birds, children playing, we apologize in advance. There are probably going to be some birds in our studio today. So if you hear the chirping of a bird, (laughs) don't worry yourself. Uh, That's to be expected. So, um, okay, Jack, let's dive in. COVID has already hit the league. Uh, the Steelers-Titans game has been postponed. They will not play this week. They are both on bye. They're moving their byes around. They will play uh, later in the year. And now there is some threat to the Patriots and Chiefs game. Uh, right now they're planning on playing it. You're trying to move in your chair, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, gosh, it's so awful. Okay, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> right now they think they'll play the game on Tuesday. Cam but... Newton. COVID. Yeah, he's out. COVID Newton, they, I should say. Pretty like, good, huh? Yeah, that's what his teammates have already begun calling him as COVID Newton. Uh, no, that's, I mean, yeah. I, I guess I'm surprised we made it to week three. Well, anyways. I, I mean, I just, I this worries me. Does it not worry you? I mean, this feels like just, just the beginning. Just the it, tip of it, the iceberg it worries for me. an impossible fantasy football season. Yeah, I was just going to say it worries me extremely from the fantasy side of it. I think unless... I mean, almost no matter what happens, they're going to continue this season. The NFL will. Uh, too much money involved. But, yeah, this could be a nightmare for us, fantasy-wise. I mean, it's not like Roger Goodell is going to prioritize money over the well-being of his players. That's a really good point. That's a really, really good <laughs> point. No, he definitely point. will. <laughs> yeah, he will. But, yeah, but as a fantasy football player, it, it makes it really difficult um, I mean, we'll get into it as we preview this week, but... Yeah, there's already tons of problems. Uh, Justin comes to mind immediately, yeah. but I know there are multiple teams that have... I mean, it's the Chiefs versus the Patriots. That is a big game <laughs> for this to have happened. There's so many fantasy players that are relevant from those two teams. Was it Louie who shared the tweet that was like, oh my gosh, if you combine the Chiefs with the Jets, they yes. would have such an incredible super team. And yeah. it listed like, it's just, all it's Chiefs. just the Chiefs it's players. It's just the Chiefs roster, yeah. Yeah, the Jets are bad. We'll get to that. But no, Chiefs, I mean, you have, what, close to like <laughs> 10 fantasy players <laughs> that you can like reasonably slot in and not be called an idiot. I mean... Like all their wide receivers. Yeah, Harrison Butker, McCall Hardman, Sammy Watkins, you know, that's not even mentioning Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Patrick Mahomes... Uh, so, you know, yeah, you could play their. They had a great defense yeah. last week, so that you could argue to play their defense. I mean, yeah, yeah there, there's, <laughs> there's so many Kansas City players. Patriots. I mean, it's less, not as much. It's but less you, than it usually but is. Yeah. But it's Cam Newton. It's Julian Edelman. 
Rex Burkhead had a great week last week. Rex Burkhead did have a great week last week. Great play by Justin, who's had an uh, impressive early start to his fantasy year and impressive managing so far. Definitely, definitely. We've seen him come a long ways uh, over the years, and you're right, he's off to a great start. Uh, I guess what I'll do real quick is do a, a really quick recap. Um, we would normally have talked about the draft already and, and each individual week, but uh, so just to give some context here for anyone that's listening that's not in the league. Um, Which, by the way, is quite we are blown away yeah. by how many of you out there have nothing to do with this league, don't even know us personally, yeah. have never met us. You're just fans of good fantasy football content, and our league specifically. <laughs> um, and that, I mean, that's why Tommy and I do yep, it. You know what I mean? It's for, it's trust me, it. it's for the people in the league, and we have a lot of fun with it. But if it weren't for all you crazy knuckleheads out there who are listening and who don't know us and aren't in our league, other countries, other parts of the world, it's just crazy to think about the impact we're having. Well said, Jack. So, for the draft, I'm giving, through three weeks, obviously a lot can change, but my opinion as of right now on who won the draft, it's Drew George W. Gallagher. And, Jack, his team has been out of this world through three weeks. He's 3-0. and He's outscoring his opponents by an average of 5,084 points per week. He's averaging 16,420 points per week. He's got the QB1 on the season, Russell Wilson. He's got the... Russell... I, I got. I just have to pause you there. That's fine. That's fine. Russell King Wilson. Thank yeah. you for censoring that, Justin. Russell Mother King Wilson, dude. And he, I mean, he's been... He's so fun. MVP so by Lance. He's so I fun to watch. I love watching him play football. Yeah. It's... I hope... I mean... Not only for Drew's sake, but just as a fan of football, I really hope they let him keep doing this. I hope they're playing the Dolphins this weekend. Is he going to get five thousand points? He's going to have another five touchdowns. He's on pace for seventy touchdowns and change. So 70, yeah, seventy-four, almost seventy-five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on pace for right now. So he's the QB one on the year. Drew drafted him. You don't say. Wide receiver one on the year. Can you guess? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. He's Wide been. Receiver. Wide receiver one on the air. I Why joked in our text group, but hey, he's he's the Julio Jones of the Falcons. I mean, he's un- <laughs> yes. he's unbelievable. He's, he's everything you want Julio Jones to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Guess who the uh, running back one on the air is? Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. And I wouldn't Jack have guessed that. Not close. I wouldn't have guessed. It's that. not even close. How, wow. Shows how little I've been paying attention. Apologies it's, in advance. It's not even close. Alvin Kamara, through three weeks, has 9,330 points. Second most is Aaron Jones, almost 2,000 behind him at 7480. Wow. Um, Monstrous. And I, I guess was... because Breezes sucked. Yeah, yeah. And Alvin Kamara looks really healthy starting this year. He was banged up most of last year, which is why I think he struggled. He looks good. He looks like the Alvin Kamara that we're used to seeing. And Jack, I wish it wasn't so, and this is your fault, but Travis Kelsey is not the tight end one on the year by only 20 points. And that's thanks to Noah Fan. so I hope you're happy with yourself. Dude, come on. It's one small bright spot. I know. know. (laughs) Congrats on your tight end one for the first three weeks. But yeah, so Drew, I give him the draft, uh, the the best draft award. He has the number one... 
quarterback, number one wide receiver, number one running back, and pretty much the number one tight end. I got to, uh, I got to agree with you. Um, and I spent all season last season destroying Drew. You sure did. So, uh, you know, I think he feels very vindicated. Right yeah, now. as he should, as he should. Now, you know, that being said, Russell Wilson could definitely end up the QB one. I don't. Calvin Ridley's not going to end up the wide receiver one on the season. Okay. No, but I bet you he ends up a, wide, a top five wide receiver. Should we put it on the board? Sure. Top five? You're willing to say that? That's a great bet for me. Yeah, it's an easy bet for you because there's a. I mean, there's a really good chance. Any single player you name, there's a really. I mean, good I'll give you. Just, I'll just five. give you wide receiver one. Oh, he okay. Yes, like one through twelve. Yes, he is. You think he'll end up yes, a wide receiver? He's one? Definitely going to end up a wide receiver one. Someone's a big Falcons guy. Someone's I don't know. Falcons I don't know guy. why it is, but Calvin Ridley gets the touchdowns. Julio Jones is not allowed to score. Yeah, it's he's Calvin, made, he's it's made that very Ridley. clear in his NFL career. Yeah. Sure um, anything else to say about Drew's team, and we, we can get into the other guys. Obviously, there's some. There's some depth, there's some talent there, but honestly, he's gotten a lot of power from up top. He has gotten a lot um, of power from up top. No, it's, it's yeah, it's it's a lot of top-heavy stuff right now for him, but the way the first three weeks have gone, I mean, there are some things that are already looking up for him as far as David Montgomery is concerned. I like the Latavius Murray uh, bench spot. I yeah, think it's really smart for, on for Drew him. to have Kamara's... Uh, you know, back up or, you know, handcuff. Yeah. In, in two weeks last year when Kamara was out, Latavius Murray was dominant. Latavius Murray is good, yeah. I mean, let's, you know. Most running backs can be good, can be good in, the, in the Saints offense. That's Maybe that's yeah. offensive to say to Kamara's talent. But it's No, because he takes Mark it to Ingram another level. Mark Ingram was a level. monster there. He takes it to another level. No, Drew's, Drew's depth isn't that great, and he, he's a little weak um, at his slot position, but CeeDee Lamb could turn into something good. Uh and then I think Allen Robinson is going to have a great rest of the season with Nick Foles at QB. I mean, Nick I agree Foles with is that. So much, I Nick think Foles Allen is so Robin- much better for Allen Robinson than Mitch Trubisky. So much. I think Allen Robinson and Alvin Kamara and Travis Kelsey and Russell Wilson is scary. And I you mean, didn't, you and, didn't. I don't. You didn't even mention Calvin Ridley. Well, I know. Well, that's why I'm not a Calvin Ridley truther yet because I've I I love Julio Jones yeah. and. Um, but no, you're right. Like, you're right. Calvin Ridley has 35 targets through the first three weeks. That is a stupid number. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I have my own bias. That's what fantasy football's about. We haven't even mentioned Devontae Parker, who could be, I mean, he's a really good, he's been really great I love lately. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I do too. I do too. <laughs> He's How the can best. you not? He's the best. Uh, yeah, let's stop drooling over Drew's team. Um, Ooh, I want to give drooling over Drew. Very good, Tommy. <laughs> Today on today's segment of drooling over Drew's team, I like that. Like we'll make that a recurring segment because his team's good. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just we'll just keep bringing up how good his team is yeah. every week. Yeah, I know he's nervous because anything can happen in fantasy. Oh, and he and hasn't had the best luck. Let me be clear. No way. Drew has any actual success this season. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Drew. <laughs> Sorry, I should have. I should have been very clear about this. There's no chance <laughs> Drew like wins. You're not talking about that, are you? I mean, yeah, he had a good draft. He's got a good team, but this is Drew we're talking about. The man has has atrocious fantasy football luck. I well, mean, he yeah. never wins in the end. 
True. It's true. You're being... I mean, you're, <laughs> you're being harsh right now. No, I love you, Drew. Your team's great. Just teasing. Uh, you know, recurring bit. We, we wish you the best of luck. Recurring we really bit. Do. Drooling over Drew. Drooling over Thank Drew. Thank you. Sponsored this, this... by Drool Cream. <laughs> do you drool too much? Do you have drool marks under your mouth? <laughs> Buy some drool cream. Rub it, rub it underneath on your chin, under your, you know, the corners of your mouth where drool comes, falls off of, and it makes the drool marks go away. Drool cream. Drooling over Drews. Your bits are so much like Rick and Morty in the sense that, like, you can just, it's just, you can tell it's on the fly. It's just made up. (laughs) Nothing about what you just said was planned in any way from the first word to the last. But you made it work. <laughs> you made it work. Oh, it's good to be back. It's really good, good to, to be back. back. This is very enjoyable. It's good to be uh, back. Great to be with you, Jack. Honorable, honorable mention to Kyle's team as far as draft grades go. Um, and they're the two main teams that I wanted to focus on just for um, how well they drafted, or at least how how well it looks like they've drafted based on how the season started. Um Kyle has a really, it looks like Kyle has a really good team right now. Um, He is only being overshadowed by Drew, but he's averaging 15,390 points per week through three weeks. It's a small sample size, but if like, and it always, always, always comes down to health, but that's, that's, that's always the case. I, and he's got some health questions, but his, his running backs, Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb, as of right now, that looks like it'll be the strongest running back duo. I like Kyle's team. Yeah. It's I, a like good... Ky- I like Kyle's team a lot. It's, it's um, I think good... if you if you let me take over either Drew's team or Kyle's team, right just right now in this moment, moving forward for the rest of the season, I think I would take Kyle's team. Um, and that's just because, not just because, but his, the running back combination of Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb is ridiculous. Um, and... I mean, I love his wide receivers. Mike Evans, Jamison Crowder, I actually like a lot. I was hoping to draft him. DK Metcalf, I've been sort of a jerk to. Metcalf. Um, Metcalf. I've been sort of a jerk to him. I I think I called Kyle out for it being a bad pick in the draft. Um, I don't know. I'm not 100% sold just because I'm a big believer in... uh, I don't know. know. Do you follow Matt Harmon on Twitter? He's, uh, he's I, now with Yahoo. I know of him. Um, he created this thing called Reception Perception that like tracks the the roots, the the routes, if you will, yeah. of wide receivers and like the their ability for yeah. them to pivot and like lose lose people. And he's the, got a long way to go for his route running. Right? Yeah, DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf is like a is like a Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all on purpose. <laughs> DK Metcalf <laughs> is like a historically bad like route runner. I think I I don't know. I could be making that up. But. And that's I be, I believe it. Um, but yeah, he just overcomes it with sheer speed and size. I mean, he's just he's a, a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. And when you pair that up with Russell Wilson throwing you the ball, yeah, it, it yeah. can make some pretty awesome plays happen. Yeah, there's there's it's not going to be. I mean that that's they're a highlight. The reel. deep ball touchdown for DK Metcalf will continue to happen regularly this year. It reminds me of like Robbie Anderson where it's just like all you need is a few plays. Not not like body type or, or like physique. I just mean the big play potential. Come on. <laughs> so that's fine. I just don't know why Robbie Anderson. I mean there's a number of people that you could go with. Who would with. you say? 
people who are like only big play guys. I know, like all the top wide receivers can be big play guys, obviously, but yeah. they're also getting, you know, catching yeah. twelve pass. Like DK Metcalf's not going out there and getting fourteen catches. Sure, right. He's only got four catches each week, but Robbie Anderson's been getting. I mean, he's, sure. He's I guess Ro- more... Robbie Anderson on the Jets. <laughs> I just I just find it at an obscure. He's on my team, comparison. okay? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Also, be careful with that table. There, the viewers bro. know who Robbie Anderson is. They do. They do. Anyway, Jack, I, the only reason I'll disagree with you is because Drew is so strong at the tight end position. I mean, that's a clear edge over Kyle's. You're right. Not that, and and no, you're right. He's got Alvin Kamara, and I think having Alvin Kamara on top of the fact that. I believe there is always going to be injury risk for Dalvin Cook. And even to a a, a much lesser extent, Nick Chubb. Kyle will be a little bit screwed if Dalvin Cook goes down. I mean, can you you put that at least a, I don't know, is it 33% chance crazy? You're not a believer in Miles Gaskin, huh? You know, he has been getting a lot of touches. He has. Yeah. Uh, But... He doesn't get any goal line work, from what I can Josh tell. Josh Allen has also been ridiculous. And jo- we haven't mentioned Josh Allen. And I would say... I mean, he's right up there with Russell he Wilson. He is right up there, but Russell Wilson is better. Yes. So, as crazy as it is, Josh Allen is the worst quarterback. I don't know about rest of season, though. Because, I mean, it's obviously a- Russ can't maintain what he's doing. Obviously, Josh can't maintain. Like, neither of them can maintain their performance over the first right. couple weeks. You think they won't both average over 3,000 points per week? I'm not an expert, but... Yeah, it feels like okay. It feels right. like a safe bet. That's fair. Um, I think they're both going to be dominant all year. So, but no, it would not be bad to have either of these teams. And then Juju Smith Schuster, love that. You know, I've no, always loved John Brown. He's really, really strong. Well, yeah, I'm not in love with John Brown. He did just put up a goose egg, but that was because of an injury. But John Brown's not going to be consistent. I don't yeah. think. Not with Stefan Diggs there. Um. Anyway, shout out to Kyle. Just wanted to give him a little shout out. Great draft. Both Kyle and Drew looking like the, the front runners. But as we've seen many a times with our brother Louie, it's not about how you start. Yeah. It's yeah. about how you finish. Some and of these guys a- don't have the championship gene. You know what I mean? It just, mm-hmm. it, when it comes down to it, come playoffs time. Yeah. They crumble. Do you have it or do you not? And oftentimes we find out they don't. We'll see if they can change it around this year. But speaking of Tommy, yeah, you won the championship last year. I'm thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I did. And as you pursue back-to-back championships, yeah, uh, do you feel what? What's the pressure like? I mean, are you getting a lot of messages from people, sort of cheering you on? Or I, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but I know the haters are there as well. With you know, you'll never do it. Well, you'll, you'll never go back to back. You know, you're not good enough. What do you? What do you have to say to those people? Well, I hear everything, Jack. Um, I don't talk on it much. Um, I like to let my work do the talking um, and my resume do the talking. Um, But I hear everything. I hear everything that everyone says. I appreciate all the good stuff, all the well-wishers. It's amazing. It's, you know, you guys are the reason I do it. A real, a real politician's answer there, okay? You've you've clearly been doing a lot of it. Oh, there's more. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news here live. There's more. To the naysayers, you know, everyone's good. When you're on top of the mountain, Jack, 
everyone's gonna talk. They're gonna try and tear you down. Chirp, They're chirp, gonna chirp. try and diminish your accomplishments. Chirp, chirp, chirp. We mentioned those birds earlier. Yeah. I hear them now. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Hate, hate, hate. And to them, I say, keep it coming. Your hatred only fuels me. And uh, we'll see who's laughing at the end of the year. Absolutely. What were we talking about? <laughs> Not sure why. You, you winning the championship. I just wanted to bring it up. You know? Yeah. Uh, can, good luck on your on your uh, quest to repeat pursuit for repetitive championships. All right. How how long have we been going already? Probably uh, quite quite a bit. No, not too long. Twenty great. minutes. Great. Yeah, Perfect. We're totally good. We're we're, we're great. The we're viewers great. love it. They've been missing this. They they wish we recorded four hour episodes. Um, In third place at two and one is Justin. We gave him a little shout out. His team is looking pretty good. Um, he went with his usual method of dra- drafting Patrick Mahomes and Justin Tucker, uh, the two linchpins of his team, and uh, so they're looking to to lead him to victory. Um, Justin's team is good. I like his team, and. He's in a lot of trouble this week because he has Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and New England players. He has a play, players from every single one of the four teams that might be in jeopardy of not playing this week. Um, so it could be tough. Oh, and he has Pittsburgh's defense. Jesus. Uh, so he's got to make some adjustments. Hopefully the game on Tuesday will happen for, for his sake. Um, but Jack Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I like him a lot. Uh, he hasn't been getting any touchdowns yet. I mean, he's got, he's gotten a touchdown, but through three weeks, that's less than you would expect from him. Hopefully that'll go up for Justin. He'll be, and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire can become a, uh, you know, a top five running back like you want him to be. And then with him and Patrick Mahomes, that's a lot of firepower. Johnny Smith has been really great. Now, AJ Brown has been out, which is a big reason why Johnny Smith has been so good. So you wonder if that will depreciate. Um, with AJ Brown hopefully coming back soon, is there something you want to say? <laughs> no. Okay. No. You want to know the, the the honest truth, the God's honest truth? What? I was I was smirking. Tommy's calling me out for smirking. I was thinking about drool cream. <laughs> and how how good of an idea that was, and how that would probably sell. <laughs> so here I am providing fantasy football analysis. And Jack is in his own world <laughs> thinking about drool cream. <laughs> if you ever have any thoughts or, or questions about what drives this podcast and makes it good, I think you just got your answer. Um, uh, no, I mean, BB's team also goes by Justin. Uh, very good. I mean, but this is what we were talking about at the at the beginning of the episode. It, it makes his. I mean, what? How the hell do you manage this? Yeah. Uh, like as a fantasy football manager, you 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 do what you can to have pieces on your bench to slot in. You know, when for worst case scenarios, make it easy when things the... go awry. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make it easy either. Um, with only having four bench spots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that reminds me, Peter Sargent mentioned to me, but wow, like this is, you know, this four bench spot thing. It's it's uh really is challenging. He likes it, it's it's fun, it makes it, you know, yeah, more it's, action. It's something... But that that reminds me I'd love to introduce formally Peter Sargent for the very first time to uh the ten pack fantasy football league. Twelve pack. Twelve pack. Thank you. Um yeah. Peter Sargent. Sarge, the man, the myth, the legend. Welcome in. 
to Peter, the, to uh, the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Very podcast. good friend of mine. Some would say best friend of mine from college. Um, Marquette days. M.U. Ra Ra. Go Golden Eagles. That's what Pete and I always say to each other. Um, but yeah, no, happy to have him in. Um, we bid farewell to our dear cousin, Brian, who is uh, focusing on other things that aren't fantasy football, which is probably a good idea for all of us, honestly. <laughs> um, but here we are, and we're going to definitely care about it way more than we should, as we always do. Uh, but no, Brian was in the league for many, many years, a valiant competitor, championship winner, um, great guy. Yeah, I mean, outside of you, me, Scott, and Dad, he is the longest tenured, he was the longest tenured member of, of this league. A lot of history, a lot, lot of history. history so Sarge, big shoes to fill, big shoes to fill. but no one better to fill him. No, well said. No one better to fill him. Well said. Um, should we move on to Sarge's team, or is he not in fourth place? He's definitely not in fourth place. Shoot. You had like a one in nine shot, uh, <laughs> but he's not in fourth place. Um, what I what I think we should do, Jack, is... I do like... Here's what I want to say. I like Justin's wide receivers a lot, um, and I like Edwards Hilaire a lot, but Justin's RB2 and Flex leave a lot to be desired. He's got not a lot of depth. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, there's but, there's but some, he's got some powerhouse yeah, he's players. He's got some powerhouse he's set, players. He's set. He, he drafted real well up top. So far, so good. Absolutely. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, what I want to do, I think, is just preview the teams as we talk about them in the matchups, or no? Do you want to just real quick finish out these? Well, no, that was good. Top three. Yeah. A top three highlight, and now we can go to matchups. Yeah. I do also. I want to uh, real quick before we do. Do you want it? Do you want to do a little segment of let's guess? Let's guess. Sure. I know you're going to be terrible because yeah. you just admitted you haven't really been paying attention. Well, I've been paying attention. Don't get me wrong. I've watched you know Red Zone and I've kept up with the scores and everyone's teams and stuff, but I haven't uh, been dialed in to the extent that I usually am when we're recording this thing yeah. weekly. Just talk, we'll real quick talk about QBs, wide receivers. Running backs and tight ends, just the, the top twelve of each category. Um, we know that Russell Wilson's one and Josh Allen's number two. Um, I want you to guess as quick as you can who fills out the top five. Um, just after weeks one and two. One, two, and three. We're in week four. Of course. Not counting week four. Not counting, not the, counting week the four. Thursday night game. Not counting the Thursday night game, although you would anticipate that either <laughs> Sam Darnold or the third string Denver QB ribbon would be in the top five. But don't worry. Um, their tremendous performances in Thursday did not vault them into the top five. All right. Yap, yap, yap. Birds, birds are chirping. Um, Patty Mahomes. That's number three. And then... Probably Kyler Murray. Yep, he's number five. So there's one more sandwich Ooh. between them. This one is obvious. Obvious? Yes. Yeah. Obvious. <laughs> That's harsh. I know, I know. Obvious is, is harsh. harsh. But once you think about it, you'll be like, oh yeah, of course. Is it Cam Newton? No. Because he had, he had a bad week three. So that he's seven, though. Um... 
Matt Ryan? No, he's eight. Maybe I maybe obvious was the wrong word because clearly it's not obvious to you and uh, I'm just thinking it's obvious be, because of recency bias. He had such a big game against Seattle this last week in the shootout versus Seattle. Oh, uh, this is still taking you. A bad man, Dak. Yeah, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. That's, that's number, number I four. mean, obvious is harsh, but yeah, no, that's so. What I got three of them. You got two of the three. It's not bad. It's not bad. 67%. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is six. We said Cam Newton was seven, Matt Ryan eight. Jared Goff, who has not been started once by anyone in this league, is number nine. Wow. Followed by rookie Joe Burrow. Just picked up by Just picked Louis. up by Louie to, to fill in uh, for Cam Newton. You got Ren Roethlisberger at 11, also unowned, and Ryan Tannehill at 12, also unowned. There is one... Main name that I am noticing is not even in the top 12 QBs. And Jack, that is one Lamar Jackson, who was the first, no, second QB. No, first. Yeah. First QB? Did Justin take Mahomes in the second round, or did he wait till the third? Justin took Mahomes after me. After Lamar Jackson was the first quarterback off the board? I'm pretty sure, yeah. But what's Justin's team? Anyway. Lamar Jackson, Jack, you drafted him with your second overall pick. End of the second round. He's not in the top uh, 12. Are you of, beginning of the third round. I think the way you ordered it was <laughs> Lamar Jackson in the second. Not that it matters. You took him with the 24th over, 24th, 25th overall pick. And he's not in the top. Ryan Tannehill is outscoring him right I mean, now. it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's, it's early. Week, it's week it's three. early. It's early. It's week three. Um, it's week three. Okay. Have you looked at the lists? Which ones? The running back one. Like if I were to... I have, of oh, course. Okay. I've already looked at them. Have you already have you looked it up? No, okay, I have good. not looked it up. Good. We're going we're gonna to go to wide receiver next anyway. Cool. So you know who the wide receiver one on the year is? It's Calvin Ridley. We talked about Drew's team. Which, by the way, I would have never guessed that in a million years. Yeah. So... He's almost... He's about 800 ahead of the second place person. Why don't you go ahead and round out the top five for me? Well, I'll go with I'll match up with the quarterback, Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, he is number three. So there's one. And then I'll do the same thing, uh, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett. Uh huh. He's number two. I mean, Russell Wilson has thrown so many touchdowns. He that, has. Uh, DK Metcalf could also be in there, but I don't want to make that a guess yet. What? Who is uh? I don't think Josh Allen. I don't think a Buffalo wide receiver is in the top five. Not even their new addition? Uh, he's not. He's number six. Stefan Diggs. Oh, okay. But he's very close to five. I didn't realize he was doing that well. Yeah, good he for, had a big, Good for him. Yeah, he's had some big, couple big weeks. Good for him. Really good for him. Um, I'm excited. DK Metcalf. I'm just going to say DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's four. Holy cow. Yeah. What is Tyler Lockett? Two. Two and four? Through three weeks. Yeah. Wow. I think they'll both be wide receiver uh, ones. They'll both be a top 12 wide receivers. You Really? I mean, I mean it's... I don't know about... I don't know, why they, I don't know why they would change what they're doing in Seattle. Well, because their offensive coordinator is Brian Schottenheimer, yeah. who loves running the ball. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, you, you got one more. Um, 
Um, I wouldn't have guessed this. Um, well, I'll go. I'll do the same thing. Yeah, keep it going. Um, Which quarterback are you going with? Dak. Is it Mark? Is Amari Cooper doing that well? I don't think Amari Cooper is doing that well. Amari Cooper is not in the top 12. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's... Uh... Oh, Tyree Hill. There you go. He's just he's just ahead of Stefan Diggs. Seventh place, one Alan Lazard, who is now unfortunately... Whoa! <laughs> it's only been three weeks. It's only been three weeks. But yeah, that is a big whoa. Followed by Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson at the 10 spot, Adam Thielen, and Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Very cool. Uh, all right. Alvin Kamara is number one. Of the running backs, I already told you Aaron Jones was number two. Um, would you like to guess? I'll have you guess three through six because six is a gigantic surprise. <laughs> I'll go with uh, Zeke. Zeke is at four. Four, huh? Yeah. Mm. Nick Chubb? He's number seven. Seven? Yeah. Two of the last three. Phone buzzed. On the table. Mike definitely picked that up. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um. That screwed me. Of course, it's Anna interrupting our podcast. Wow, Anna. Unbelievable. So I don't think you're going to get two of the next three guesses. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. Oh, actually, hold on. Rewind, because Melvin Gordon has cheated, and uh, he's got four weeks in. Oh, okay. So Nick Chubb would have been six. Yes! Melvin Gordon hadn't played yet this week. So Nick Chubb would have been six. So there's two more. Um... You're looking for the third place and the fifth place. Um, Josh Jacobs? No, he's right behind Nick Chubb. So there's one more obvious-ish one. He was taken in the first six picks of the draft. Oh, um, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he's number three. Number five on the year, before Melvin Gordon played on Thursday, is James Robinson. Nope. Of the Jacksonville Jaguars. No way. Yeah. Wow. Who picked him up? Dad. Who, for, like, for him, it's really nice that he gets him with Saquon being out for the year. Um, I don't think James Robinson could keep this up. That feels impossible. But he might just be able to be a running back one, high running back two. Um, All right. Uh, more let's guess or let's get let's get back to the matchups. Let's just go through the tight ends real quick. Also, yeah, um, the list is finished out by Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson, and Derek Henry. Christian McCaffrey is on short-term IR. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, Noah Fant was two. Yeah, we don't need to do a let's guess for this. Noah Fant's two. Travis Kelsey. Or Noah Fant's one. Wait, Travis let me Kelsey guess one. Two. Let me guess one. Okay. Tyler Higby. That dude's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's in. The, he's number four. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Johnny Smith being good. He's number three. Mike oh, Is- wow. I didn't realize he's been that good. Yeah. Mike Kosicki rounds out the top five. That makes sense. Um, then you got Jimmy Graham at six. Darren Waller. Darren Waller's at seven. 
followed by TJ Hawkinson, then Mo Alley Cox, Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst, and Mark Andrews. So Mark Andrews all the way down at 12 for Greg when Mark Andrews was the third tight end off the board. Mm. Well, so it's really risky. to Lamar Jackson. It's why, yeah, no kidding. And it's why it's really risky to draft tight ends early. Um, just because, like, Dad drafted George Kittle early, and I know it's because of injuries, but George Kittle hasn't played much. Mm. Uh, okay. Let's, let's get into these matchups, huh? Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, we've got... Let's just start. I guess let's just start with first place. Um, we'll do Drew versus Louis. Uh, yeah. Also, right now, Yahoo's doing this really cool thing where anyone that is on your roster right now for the Chiefs versus Patriots, they have put their score total to a zero, and I've listed that they are postponed. Makes but it's sense. it's calculating that. Any player that is in that game has already gotten zero points. Makes sense. So it's affecting the projection totals for every single team that has one of those on their roster. Sure. It's really good stuff by Yahoo. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really good. Yahoo's always top tier. So So we already talked about Drew's team, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, drooling drooling over Drew, sponsored by Drool Cream. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to Marshawn Lunch, Louis' team. Picked up Joe Burrow. Going to stream him this week. Excited about that against Jacksonville. That could be big for Louie. Big time Jobo. Uh, Burrow. He's a cold, ice-armed killer. Um, Devontae Adams. Stud. Hollywood Brown. Stud. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, maybe one of these days. Eventually. Lamar Jackson will be back. Jerry Judy, who has benefited from his teammates getting a little bit injured. Um... Yeah, Corlin Sutton going down for Anna. That's huge uh, opportunity for Jerry Judy. Yeah. And then the running backs, similarly, Jonathan Taylor benefited from Marlon Mack getting yeah, injured. Yeah, wow. Louie's been on the good side of all yep. these injuries that's happening, huh? Yep. Yeah. Makes yeah. you wonder. Makes you wonder. Makes you a little suspicious. It's true. It's true. Because Jonathan Taylor, within a half a game, yep. went from being this guy that eventually this year might turn into the guy yeah. to a full-blown workhorse top five running back potential. Do you hear that? Snakes in the grass. Louis is a snake. He's a snake. Louis is a snake. He's yeah. always been a snake. He might be causing those injuries. You don't know. You don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but you don't know. Jack, Louis took Joe Mixon quite early. Uh, I loved that pick. Second round. I did too. So far... Not so good. I think there are definitely better days ahead. Um, Joe Mixon is, is top in the league for, for touches per game uh, in the running back slot, uh, but it just he hasn't found the end zone yet, and the yards per carry really haven't been there. Better days ahead. Also better days ahead for James Conner. Also better days ahead, I think, for Nicole Hardman. I, Louis, when, you, when you're looking to pick somebody up and you're thinking about it and then Louis picks him up before you do, that hurts because yeah. that's Cause like you know Louis the smartest yeah. picker upper in the league. Yeah. So if I was on something and I was like, I don't know, and dude, he pulls the trigger, that hurts. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't. That doesn't happen often. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Usually I pick you know someone up and then Louis will text me saying you know that was, that was dumb or something you know just real something real rude. 
Um, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. What a bad pickup. And then Tommy will call me. You stupid. Um, but I I like him. I just you want to be part of that Kansas City dynamite. You want to be part of it. And that's the reason I drafted uh, Hardman was for that reason. I I dropped him just because he was my he was my sixth best wide receiver on my roster. Um, and just with the we don't have deep benches, so I you just can't hang on to him. And honestly, I don't know. He's gonna be. I think he'll be pretty good this year. But unless an injury happens to either Tyreek Hill or Sammy Watkins, I guess you're, there's no way you're going to be able to know when Miko Hardman is going to have his good games, and he will disappear. I promise yeah. you that. Yeah, you're not wrong. But no, he, Louis Louis' team is dangerous right now. Super dangerous with with the injury to Marlon Mack. He immediately had three guys: Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, and James Conner. That will be the workhorses for their team. And so the opportunities there for him to have a really good uh, three-stack at the running back position. And I haven't even mentioned Kareem Hunt, who has done nothing but be amazing with his limited touches. And it looks like Cleveland is just going to run the crap out of the ball with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I think Kareem Hunt is good for 10 to 15 touches at least per week. And it's Kareem Hunt. He's one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Speaks to Louis' character. It does. Oh, it sure does. A bet. That he would roster someone yeah. like that. Well, and Joe Mixon. Just want to point it out. Just want to point it out. sensing a theme. Just want to point it out. I'm sensing a theme. Um, all right, Drew's team. We've already drooled, but Sammy Watkins on the bench. Sony Michelle on the bench. So Drew's also affected by that... Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the only real big one is, is Travis Kelsey. Uh, and he can easily... Um, Drop. I mean, I don't know. Sony Michelle did just have a good game. Nine. He only had nine attempts, though. You don't like the volume, and James Hunt. James Hunt. James White hasn't been playing at all. So when James White is back, thoughts and prayers to James White and his family. It was a super tragic situation, and uh, really know sad. that Louis's always been a big supporter of James White in our league. Um, but uh, yeah, thoughts with his family. Yeah, Drew's going to have to drop someone and pick up another tight end to have as backup for Travis Kelsey. And outside of that, he's totally fine. So it, it really doesn't affect Drew much this week. Um, and the way I look at it, Jack, with uh, Devontae Adams has to play for Louie to have any kind of shot uh, of taking Drew down. Uh, if Adams doesn't play, Louie will slide Varda, Valdez Scantling in to replace him. Uh, he's without Cam Newton now already this week. Uh, he's without James Conner. So... I I think Drew's team stays hot, at least for a little bit longer, and I think Drew's going to win, uh, right. which is unfortunate for Louie. I will take Louie. Let's put $1 down on it. Okay. $1. You got it. Uh, but Louie had a good start with Jerry Judy. 1,300 points from, 1,310 points from Jerry Judy, uh, setting Louie off in the right direction. And, uh, I mean, the, I think the probably the biggest factor here is going to be Joe Burrow. Because you know Russell Wilson's going to have to score a lot. Joe Burrow's going to have to have a big week. Um, and I don't know... I mean, he's been he's been really, really good so far, actually. So hopefully he can get another 2,000-plus. He's going to need it. On to the next matchup! Matchup! That just so happens to be me versus Kyle, with Kyle in second place. Uh, Kyle got started on Thursday night with Jameson Crowder putting up 13.90 for him in that Thursday night game. Seven catches for 104 yards. Jack, I have my work cut out for me this week. I will not uh, lie about that. Right now, the only thing that's affecting mine and Kyle's matchup with 
um, the un, the unsure game of New England versus KC. Uh, Kyle's going to have to pick up a backup defense uh, as a just in case, and he's already been uh, he's already had to lose Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers Titans game. So Kyle is a little weaker than he normally would be. Uh, I haven't had anyone uh, that has been affected by COVID uh, on my roster. So, I mean, I guess I'll let you lead it off. Um, I, have, I, I like my chances this week. I have a lot of good matchups. Um, yeah, I mean, we've already talked about Kyle's team a bit, so I'll focus on your team and just say that, obviously, Tyler Lockett is a stud. Stud. <clears throat> So love that loved it when you drafted him and and love him now love him moving forward. Zeke the freak also a stud. Uh, Hawkinson not a stud I wouldn't call him yet but a, a solid tight end one for sure. Um, and Gallup has actually been pretty good. You got to be happy about his production so far. Yeah, um, um, disappointing first two weeks but really got it going last week against Seattle. Um, I like it a lot if his targets stayed more in the nine range that he had against Seattle, um, but he only got five targets apiece in each of his first two games, I think, with C.D. Lamb there. Uh, I'm actually not super encouraged by Michael Gallup, but, I, you know, he's a fine flex option. I like I like him because I'm excited about that that uh, Dallas offense. I, yeah. think it's, I think it's a powerful offense, and it's, you know, you just want to be a part of that. It is, but I do have Zeke Elliott, so it becomes an issue of you know when they if too many not, cooks in the kitchen yeah if they're you. not going to have a great game it is going to be too many cooks in the kitchen um, um well let me ask you this though obj pretty straightforward lots of talent but that cleveland team is just such a question mark you never know what is your outlook on will fuller rest of the season honestly jack i shouldn't say this out loud but um i'm gonna try and trade will fuller <laughs> high before he gets injured uh, no, I think I think what it'll be is Will Fuller's going to be a nuisance for me. Um, when he's healthy and can play a full game, I think he will be great. I think he will be a wide receiver one in the games that he can play. I mean, you look at week one, immediately he got 10 targets. I, that was really encouraging. And then week two, he had... He, Leaves the game, comes back, leaves the game again, is kind of chilling on the sideline, doesn't get a target, doesn't get a reception. <laughs> Week three, he plays. He has only five targets, but gets into the end zone. So, I mean, I think in the games Will Fuller plays, he's, I mean, he's got a lot of potential. I mean, he's got crazy boom potential that we've seen uh, in years past. He's been amazing, actually. That Houston team is missing DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> I was just gonna say they're missing something. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like I saw I saw on Twitter. If only the if like if only the the Texans had like someone like DeAndre Hopkins yeah. to slot in with Deshaun Watson. They yeah, they really take the next step. Yeah, up. they could really use like a wide receiver one over there. Yeah, um, and then their offense would just be so much better. Bill O'Brien is second only to Adam Gase in my in my brain of worst coaches in the NFL. Yeah, man, there's something about Bill O'Brien where he's, like, just good enough because, I mean, maybe you could attribute it to talent because Deshaun Watson is so great, that's why they make the playoffs. I mean, he's definitely wasting 
some opportunity yeah, over there. For sure. You get someone like Deshaun Watson, you gotta be you gotta be competing. JJ late, Watt, late. how good that defense have been. And they got they just let go of Jadavian Clowney too. Yeah. No, Jack, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for, for a washed nothing. up David Johnson. Yeah. The Cardinals were about to have to dump David Johnson to get rid of his salary. Yeah. And the Texans said, wait, no, we'll take the money. We'll we'll pay for his thirty million that he doesn't deserve anymore, and you guys have arguably take, go ahead and take the best wide receiver in the league. Insane. What? It's yeah. No, I mean they're not gonna. They haven't looked great this year. They're zero three. Their schedule's been brutal. They played Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but they're zero three. Yeah, they're not. They're probably not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. Um. You taking yourself in this one, or are you taking Kyle? I'm taking myself. Uh, All right, I'll take Kyle. Let's bet a dollar on it. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Um, you know, I I I like my matchups this week. All of my matchups are great. Fitzpatrick against Seattle, amazing matchup. Beckham at Dallas, amazing matchup. Lockett at Miami, amazing matchup. Fuller at Minnesota, amazing matchup. Minnesota's been terrible against the pass. Um, Elliott. Minnesota's been pretty pretty bad. They're 0 3 as well. They play the Texans, two 0 3 teams. So we'll see how that goes. Bill O'Brien's safe because he's also the general manager <laughs> or something like that, but you gotta think Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I, I he's got a little bit of a longer leash just because they've been so good. I think they'll give him more time to fix it. But yeah, it's it could be going downhill pretty quickly here in Minnesota. This segment is sponsored by Squeaky Chair. Squeaky Chair. It squeaks. Kenyon Drake has a good matchup against Carolina. They've been terrible against the run this year. New Orleans has been atrocious against the tight end. I've got Hawkinson going up against them. Uh, So I just really like my matchups this week, and because of that, I'm going to choose my team. I think... I think Dalvin Cook runs all over the Texans, and I think that's something you got to worry about. Yeah. I'm very worried about it. Um, extremely, actually. Um, I bet he. I bet he scores over three thousand. The three K call out today's JR three K call out is Dalvin Cook. I'll take that bet. He's not going to get over three thousand, although he might. Um, All right, I bet you a dollar. Okay. Uh, the Lockett versus Metcalf scenario is going to be a big one. Who outscores who? I think will be a big factor in, in who wins the week. Um, if Tyler Lockett explodes again, obviously I'll win, but if, if DK Metcalf goes off for one of his two touchdown games, uh, I think it's going to be hard for me to overcome that, because you are going to get great production from Cook, you are going to get great production from Chubb, and you're going to get good stuff out of Josh Allen, too. So Yeah, dude, um, that uh, that Miami-Seattle game is an important one for you to watch, that Metcalf versus Lockett duel, got, and then he's got Gaskin as well. Exactly. And I have Fitzpatrick. Yeah, so... That'll be huge. That's my. That'll be. That'll be the game I tune into most uh, on Sunday. But no, it, it should be. Hopefully, it'll be a high-scoring matchup. Uh, I think we both have the firepower here uh, to really make it a classic. Uh, you know, like fourteen thousand to fifteen thousand point week. Absolutely. Something, something like that. On to the next matchup. On to the next one. We're always moving on to the next matchup. I don't like the way I drafted. I just want to say that real quick. Um, I messed up on a few different I agree. Rounds. I thought you were crass. I thought the things you said during the draft were crude. Mm-hmm. I think the way you drafted, you went all, you went about it all wrong. Thank you. 
Um, I liked your picks, though. Thank you. Thank you. No, I... Um, I, I you didn't I, like your picks. Huh? You didn't love your picks. I, there were just a few that I didn't like. Uh, Tom, Tom Brady, um, who I still think has the potential to be a, a top 10 quarterback, but he doesn't have the firepower or the ceiling that Cam Newton has. Um, and I was just too risk-averse. Um, I stayed away from James Conner. I stayed away from Cam Newton because of uh, just the risky injury and situation stuff. And uh, I get rewarded by being risk-averse by Le'Veon Bell getting a hamstring injury in week one and uh, Cam Newton being amazing. So uh, those are the two big regrets for me, Le'Veon Bell and, and, and Tom Brady over James Conner and uh, Cam Newton. But James Conner, he's one of those guys where – It'll honestly be a miracle if he is healthy the whole season. Yeah, he's he's not usually. <laughs> he's, there you go. He is there not you go. usually. Next matchup, Jack, Justin versus Dan. We talked about Justin's team uh, a little bit there when we when we talked about the top three teams in the draft. Let's go over to Dan's. Um, that he, guy we were just talking about, DeAndre Hopkins. Got to point him out. Yeah, you know, I didn't like the pick from Dan when he made it. I thought it was too early. Uh just because there was, I know how great he is, but there, you know, there, you hadn't seen anything yet. So it's just, it's a bit of a risky pick to take him that early as your wide receiver one in the second round. But God, he's so good. He's so good. He just always is open. He just always gets open. Sixteen targets, fourteen catches. Nine targets, eight catches. Twelve targets, ten catches. <laughs> Averaging. Over 100 yards per game. He's only gotten in the end zone once, but he's going to be a stud. I'll be surprised if he doesn't finish as a top five wide receiver. Uh, I like the Aaron Rodgers pickup, although I do think there's going to be some inconsistency troubles with Aaron Rodgers. But uh, I wanted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I I put in a waiver claim for him, um, but Dan got him. And I wanted him for the New Orleans matchup and then this Monday night against Atlanta. Atlanta (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is going to... Devonta Adams or not, Aaron Rodgers is going to feast uh, against Atlanta's defense on Monday night. They've been a really sad team to watch this year. Pathetic. I mean, it's a it really just, sad you, you time to be you a, can't a help, Falcons fan. You can't help but feel terrible. Yeah, for Falcons fans. Yeah, it's sad. Um, Thielen still a stud. Yeah, dude, he really is. Ertz still a stud. You know, let's not just say things. I um, mean. With, He's been doing with, it for a while. With Goddard. With Goddard out now, he should be fine. But it was, you know, seven targets, three catches, seven targets, five catches over in the first two weeks with with Goddard there. Goddard was out, was getting more targets than Ertz over the first two weeks. Um, so, yeah, it'll he'll be good now with, with Goddard out and, and with the wide receivers banged up. I mean, he's going to have a safe floor for sure. But then you get to his running backs, Jack. And Eck- There's some question marks. And Eckler's great. Eckler's great. He's amazing. And that's a great wide receiver, running back one to have. But the Leonard, he drafted Leonard Fournette as his running back two. And that, you know, before the season even started, that was a train wreck. Um, he had a great week two against Carolina. But, I mean, five carries for five yards in week one and seven carries for 15 yards in week two and week three. That's not a good running back two to have right now. And maybe that changes, and I'm hoping for Dan that it does, that Fournette can solidify himself as the guy there. That Baltimore backfield is such a question mark. Right. Dobbins, I mean, it's it's a tough flex for me, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, I guess I, 
He's got Jeff Wilson Jr. on his bench. He's got Carlos Hyde, but now it looks like um, Chris Carson is actually going to play this week, so then you can't play Carlos Hyde. Um, I like the the Renfro pickup, actually. that's a When did he make that? Because that's a really great pickup. Um, is it? I, I think it's true that both Henry Ruggs... Yeah, nine targets in the game last week, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, Henry Ruggs, and who's the other uh, rookie wide receiver in... in Las Vegas. I know his name too. I'm blanking. But they're two rookie wide receivers. I think both of them are going to be out. So Renfro should get uh, a lot of targets this week. Um, the only problem is that Drew's, or Drew, wow, Dan has a, a great solid wide receiving Brian corner. Edwards. Brian Edwards, thank you. Um, Julian Edelman. So that that's actually great for Dan. He can. He's got a lot of options. Um, actually, he's only got one option as a as a replacement for for Giuliano, but that's a great that's a great replacement to have. Um, so yeah, you play, or what or what he could do is he could slide Renfro up to Edelman's position, and then drop Edelman to flex if he wanted to. And he then, um, he's always had Hunter Renfro. He drafted him. Yeah. Wow. Ha! I did not know that. Um, great draft pick. Actually, not. But, no, he should uh, he should be in for a lot of targets this week, so it'll be interesting to see what Dan does with his roster. Um, I would assume... Oh, no, Leonard Fournette is out. Yep, Fournette's out. So Dan's going to have no choice but to take Fournette out, and then it'll be a matter of if he... He should slot Dobbins up to the uh, running back two and then just see who he wants to play in that in that flex spot. Um, who you got this week between the two of them, Jack? In round 14, he was Dan's very last pick, Hunter Renfro. Nice. I can't believe he held on to him. Very last pick of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> um, who do I have? Yeah, and this... So, I mean, you've got... It's, it's a lot of uncertainty on Justin's team right now. I think, I think Dan's going to take this one. Yeah, Justin's got he, too many question marks. He this already week. doesn't have Pittsburgh to play. He already doesn't have Johnny Smith to play. Yeah. Um, and now he could be without Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Rex Burkhead, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, bit too much to overcome. Yeah, but but if that game does happen, um, I mean Marvin Jones against New Orleans, great matchup. Cup against the Giants, he could have a huge game. Russell Gage, it's still not. He's he's I think for sure going to play. I think what is what I saw, but Russell Gage has been was great the first two weeks. Um, Ronald Jones without Fournette out. This is Ronald Jones's opportunity to uh, show that he can he can produce. Uh, Jordan Akins, that's a big question mark. Um, that he you know he, Justin's got no choice. Uh, he's got a he had to fill that slot somehow. But um, and then you've got Terry McLaurin who also missed practice on Friday, so it's. Good luck to Justin. Rough road. Fielding a full roster. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone plays for you. Uh, I'll take. So did you? We both took. Taking Dan this week. Yeah. Great. Uh, next matchup, going to be Scotte versus Anna. Uh, they have both had one person play. Uh, Scott had Denver's defense for eight hundred. Uh, Anna played something Barrios. Braxton Barrios. Braxton Barrios. Which. Wasn't he had two back-to-back weeks of 
of, he did, of production. He did, but Jamison Crowder came back, and when that news broke, that was the that was the moment to pivot. But I don't know when it was released that he was officially playing. Um, I didn't. I certainly didn't even know whether he was playing until after the game started. So, uh, you know, he still got 44 points. That's better than nothing. But uh, that'll be uh, in Anna's defense. No one, no one really to pivot to. True. Yeah, Michael Thomas is out. Deshaun Jackson's out. Um, Adam Humphreys is now on the COVID list, and his team is out of bye. Uh, James White, his team might not play. Um, so, yeah, to your point. She's been uh, Anna. Anna has gotten. We should mention this. Um, the raw end of the deal so far. Um, she's avoided most. Most of her guys have avoided major injury, but she lost Cortland Sutton for the year. Michael Thomas hasn't been playing. DJ Chark hasn't been playing. And you remember when she drafted, we were like, "Wow, what a receiving core!" Michael Thomas, DJ Chark, and Cortland Sutton. That could be a hell of a wide receiving core. And immediately she lost all three. One for the year. It's brutal. It's been brutal this year. Um, but DJ Shark should play this week. Um, Michael Thomas is still ruled out, which sucks. Um, she's got Baltimore up against Washington. That could be a really good week for Baltimore. I like that for Anna. I also like Kyler Murray up against Carolina. Um, right now, she's playing Darius Slayton and Keelan Cole. Um, and is being forced into playing two Jacksonville wide receivers, which... You don't like I love the Jacksonville stack. You don't like to see that? Stacksonville. Uh, Stacksonville. But um, hopefully one of the two of them can go off. Uh, Cincinnati has been uh, been giving up points, so it's, it's a good week to be playing two uh, Jacksonville wide receivers, I guess. Aaron Jones has been money. Money Jones. Uh, so far, the, the, the only knock against Aaron Jones last year was that he had a lot of down games. Like it was just it was just either everything or nothing, and so far he hasn't gotten less than fifteen hundred while also giving her an everything week winner. He scored forty three sixty in week two. It, that, that's so unfair. I mean, it's an automatic win for your team unless something yeah, it's horrible real goes tough wrong. To, real tough to lose when you get a player that's scoring over four k. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people uh, have done it though. People have done it. It's happened. Todd Gurley, Jake. I've been. I've actually been. Somewhat impressed with Todd Gurley, um, although it's going to be touchdown or bust for him, I think, pretty much the whole year. Is that safe to say? He scores in week one, you're happy. He doesn't in week two, only 6'10". He scores in weeks three, weeks, week three, you're happy. Yeah. He's, he's not going to be a guy that's going to get reach 100 yards often of total offense. Yeah, he's just not getting They're enough carries. They're not involving him in the passing game, really, either. I mean, the Falcon. I just... The whole team makes me sad. I know I already said that, but yeah. just Todd Gurley. I mean, yeah, you just... You're not going to get a ton of production from him. And it's the crazy thing. The week two was the most most carries he had by far. Yeah. 21 carries for 61 yards. Yeah. Not great. And that's all... Yeah, that's, that's the 61 points right there. Or the 610 points right there. Um, Jake Darren Waller is great. For Anna, uh, we had a really weird disappearing week, um, but that's what New England does. Uh, they take away your your best options. Um, but he's had he's still averaging uh, over ten targets a week. I still like Anna's team a lot. I mean, Darren Waller is a stud. Kyler Murray is a, a stud. Little... Yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray 
really liked the draft pick for her at the time. Um, and he's been phenomenal. Uh, I think he'll continue to be phenomenal uh, with DeAndre Hopkins there and his ability to, uh, to gain yards on the ground. DJ Chark is healthy. He'll be expected to play this week. He's yeah. A stud. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison Butker, stud. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's defense, Baltimore's defense stud. stud. I mean, I think she's got a really dangerous team. Yeah, yeah. She 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 does have uh she does Especially have that potential. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, like you were saying earlier. Michael Thomas. Right. It's a shame that Cortland Sutton is out for the season, but yeah. it's 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 nice that at least Michael Thomas is you know, and he's that dude is a killer, so I'm sure he's rehabbing like crazy and he'll get back even Sooner than expected. It's like Christian McCaffrey. They said he'll be out for six weeks. We'll see about that. Yeah. Kids, okay? He'll yeah. be back in three. Yeah. We'll see about that, kids. Uh, Anna's averaging a modest uh, 12,398 points per week. Um, not bad. Not bad. What about on Scott's side of the ball? Um, Emmanuel Sanders had a had a blow-up game last week uh, just from just because he had a touchdown. Um, and week one, he had a touchdown, too. But just not enough targets to excite me. Um and this is while Michael Thomas is out. Exactly. Uh, so I worry a little bit about Emmanuel Sanders, I don't but think that's you... okay for Scott because he yeah, that is, was, that was he a... is cooking at the wide receiver position. Um, Stefan Diggs with some hot grease. Stefan Diggs, like you mentioned, a studly season so far. Um, Cooper's been consistent. Cooper Cup. <laughs> Amari Cooper, uh, yeah, not in the top five like we discussed during the Let's Guess segment, but... 13-10, 13-100, and 13-10. Not even in the top 12. That's pretty consistent. No, he's not in the top 12, but he's been consistent. You'll take that. Yeah, I'll take 1,300 every week from Amari Cooper, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Chris Carson, hopefully he plays this week. That would be tough for Scott to overcome. Mark Ingram, not that that uh, that great so far. I that mean, what do you do looking, with that? That's looking tough for Scott right now. Um Right now, that's looking like a big whiff in the draft. Um, not that Mark Inger went super high, but I believe he was a, a fifth-round pick. Um, I mean, he, he, Scott took him as his running back t- three, so he took him. He took him as his flex. Yep, fifth-round um, pick. Thank you. I'm pretty good. Uh, Scott's got Derrick Henry on bye because of the COVID issues. Um, he's been. He had a great week three, uh, and uh, Derrick Henry is going to be Derrick Henry. There are. He does have the potential to not have amazing weeks when he doesn't score, but he has the 119 yards and two touchdown performances uh, in his repertoire. So I like him and Carson. And when Scott chose Mark Ingram, the picks immediately after were DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Kyler Murray, Keenan Allen, Zach Ertz. I mean, that's fine. Kyler Murray... Sticks out to me, not that you know that that that's you know fifth round early to draft a quarterback, but with the way Drew Brees has looked, which hasn't been great. Now he had a great week against Green Bay, two thousand three hundred fifty-two, but that was all because of Alvin Kamara. So I guess you just continue to hope that Alvin Kamara can be amazing and give Drew Brees like seventy-five yard screen pass touchdowns. Um, but from everything I'm hearing about Drew Brees, he doesn't look great. Uh, I don't know that it's time to panic. Um, Press the panic button. But, yeah, you want to see more from Drew Brees. The Mark Ingram situation doesn't look great. Um, the good news is that in most weeks, um, he's not going to need uh, to play Mark Ingram. He's got Carson and Henry for his running back one and two. Uh, don't forget about the fact that he has Chris Godwin on his bench, um, which 
I loved the pick at the time. Uh, I really wanted former to... Penn State player Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. I wanted to draft him. I'm going to be honest, and I was right after Scott, and I was a little upset that he put, took him. Um, but now, I mean, he's got he's dealing with a hamstring injury. That that's hamstring injuries are no joke. Um, those can linger, um, so that's a bit of a worry there for Scott. Uh, but if he can get back and healthy, I do really like Scott's team a lot. Um, as it is, he's going to have to play. You went with Kenyon Drake because Chris Godwin. He picked Chris Godwin right after you. Oh, right after me. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Yep. Yeah, I was misremembering. Yeah. I really wanted Chris Godwin to come back to me, which wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um. But that was a great pick. But hey, I was right there with you. I was hoping he was coming back to me in the third round. So. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. You would have definitely taken him over Galladay, huh? Um. Wait. No, now I'm confused. Uh-oh. Shoot, I might be reading this chart wrong. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that is a little embarrassing. <laughs> Scott, Scott had the pick before me. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then... Are you you, you understanding that? I'm really sorry about this, guys. Jack is transfixed at his laptop right now trying to read. Yeah, forget I said anything. Cool. Um, (laughs) Ever. (laughs) Ever. Cut every word I've said out of this. Just have it Tommy. I think... I don't know who I want to pick. Both teams are weakened right now. Um, Actually, both teams have two uh, very important players missing from their from their roster. I'm going with Anna. You take Scott. I'll bet you a dollar. Sounds good. Great. Uh, I think Anna should have a big edge at the quarterback position. Um, Adrian Peterson, for the love of God. Yeah, and Brandon Cooks uh, isn't a great option, uh, especially if Will Fuller plays. Um, Mark Ingram's not looking great. Washington's really good against the run. Um, How is so, Adrian Peterson... I, Getting carries over Carry on Johnson. I'd like to. Um, what did Carry on Johnson do to Matt Patricia? Is what I want to know. He hasn't been good. I think he just isn't great. So maybe that's it. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, I know. I'll. I'll pick. I want to pick Anna. I don't think Scott's team's got it this week with uh, him missing Godwin and Henry. All right, I'll pick Scott then. I'll bet you a dollar. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, where are we? Second to last matchup. Which is... Either mine or dad's. Oh, yours. Yes. You versus good old Pete. Alright. Pete Sarge. I'll look at, uh, old Pot of Gold's team here. Petey boy. You've already had Noah Fant play. He got injured mid-game, only getting you 600 points. Five catches, 35 yards. The report is that it's an ankle sprain, and he could miss some time. Uh, looking like maybe one to two weeks. Shoot. Um, but, so that's a, a, a not great start for you. Um, are you nervous? What do you see from... Uh, from? Petey's got a good team. I mean, he uh, he did me a solid by benching Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that, and honestly... He did me a solid. Hey, it was nice of him. Hey, I appreciate it, Pito. No, he texted me and said, like, he just didn't know if he was going to, like play or not and he wasn't sure about it because it was like a Thursday night game and he just like I get it I get it too um, especially when you look at the three running backs that he is playing Josh Jacobs has been amazing 
Daryl Henderson has been amazing and, and definitely is a must-start this week against the lowly Giants. And Devin Singletary. If Zach Moss doesn't play, Devin Singletary is going to be great. Um, and Melvin Gordon's game wasn't that tremendous until he broke out for a 41-yard touchdown with less than two minutes left. So it looks really egregious that he didn't play him, but it really wasn't a weird decision in my mind. Absolutely. But still, hey, Pete, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I get it, man. Thank you. Um, no, he's got really good wide receivers. Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones. If he can uh, be healthy. If he can be healthy. Um, Robert Woods, Mr. Consistent. Keenan Allen has actually been uh, quite good. Robert Top. Woods is and Keenan Allen are both very, very good. Yeah. They're very... I mean, Keenan Allen... To put, he had 19 targets last week. Put up 2370. He's been so good for so many years, and it's good to see him succeeding even after Philip Rivers is gone. Yeah, uh, Keenan Allen, um, Justin Herbert being the quarterback has been very good for Keenan Allen. Um, almost immediately. I mean, you look at the difference between Tyrod Taylor in week one, he got 570, and T- then. Tyrod. It's been confirmed. And. Uh, he jumps up immediately to seven catches for 96 yards and 13 catches for 132 yards and one touchdown. Um, so I think, you know, Keenan Allen's probably really excited that the Chargers team doctor punctured Terod Taylor's lung while giving him an injection. Unbelievable that that actually happened. That's I mean, wild. I'm not that's a doctor. A, that's but. a wild story. I'm not a doctor either, but I feel like that's a fireable offense. Yeah, or at least like... A slap on the wrist. I think more than that. <laughs> but come on, at the very least? At the very least, more than a slap on the wrist. <laughs> uh, no, to your point, three great wide receivers. Good depth on the bench, too. I like Jefferson, Minnesota's wide receiver. I he like does Gibson. have great depth. Gibson as a running back for the Redskins. Uh, he's got uh, Dalvin Cook's handcuff. Madison. Yeah, he just picked him up. Um, I'm assuming... It's just one of those savvy vet moves where he had the space this week. He's going to pick him up, see if anything happens, and I'm sure he'll he'll drop him next set of waivers. It's a total vet move. That's a that's a vet. It's move. a total vet move. Yeah, you can tell. And this is what I love: Peter's first year in the league. You can already tell this guy knows what he's doing. I yeah. mean, he's making moves here and there. He's got his eye. He's not missing waivers. He's not, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that person wasn't playing. Sure, you can say the Melvin Gordon thing was maybe. You know, no, I'm but, not. I'm not putting that in the neglect but that's, category. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You can say you can't put it in the neglect category. You yeah. can put it in the you disagree with the, the management choice. style. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe maybe Pito had a locker room issue with Melvin, and you know he wanted to he wanted to set an example for his you know team. That be. We're not going to accept this moving forward this season. If you're on pot of gold, you will not be behaving like this. And he said, Melvin, you're sitting. You know, and that's what a manager has to do sometimes. And us as fans on the outside, we don't really get it, but it's it's what's best for the team. That's a really good take. Um, what I'll say is I bet it's something we can't see yet because Melvin Gordon played first. But when we're looking at this at the end of the week, we will see that his other three running backs all outscored Melvin Gordon. 2480 is going to be a dwarf score yeah, exactly. compared to the 4480 that his running backs average. You say a oh, dwarf score? Yeah. I used a dwarf store. <laughs> it's a store full of them. Uh, no, great point about his depth, Jack. He's like, 
and one of the best benches we've seen. <laughs> yes, no, the best bench we've seen. Um, and now that's um, he's got two guys on his IR slots. Like Alan Lazard, we mentioned was a, a top ten wide receiver, um, and Jared Cook actually hasn't been that great. But um, I really like the pickup of, of Dalton Schultz. Um, he, you know, like you said, get a piece of that Dallas offense. Yeah, uh, he's, he's it was the, be, the it was Blake be, Jarwin that yeah, never could have been. Right. It was going to be Blake Jarwin, but now it's his, his time to take the stage. Um, so, no, I, I liked I liked Pete's team when he drafted them, and I, I still like it. I like the depth. Uh, he's what got, about my team? He's Speaking got a of lot teams of, you like. A lot of flexibility. Um, Speaking of teams that you love. Yeah. Teams that I love is one that is yours. Jack, you are another team that got one of the raw end of the deals. Um, in week three, four of your top five draft picks did not play. Well, that's actually, that's not true, because Kenny Galilee ended up playing. But I think it was week two. In between week two and three, you had four of your five top picks injured. Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain. Kenny Galilee didn't even play the first game, two games of the year. Um, was that a hamstring? Um... <clears throat> Lamar Jackson was the only healthy player. Mostert's still out. He went down. A.J. Brown played the first week, hasn't played since. Now you're, you're three straight weeks without A.J. Brown. You're going to be at least three weeks without K- Christian McCaffrey. Um, it hasn't been great. Um, and when you when you factor that in with the fact that Lamar Jackson hasn't been even decent yet, ah, he's been decent. He hasn't been good yet. Hey, Ante, in a two-quarterback league, he's great. <clears throat> right. True. Very true. He's, he's the best. Second QB2. <laughs> he's number 13. Um, so when you, when you couple that with the fact that you've had so many injuries, it's not a shock that you've only averaged 11,170 points through three weeks. Uh, I would say you're lucky to have a win. Um, and you just hope that your team gets healthier moving forward. Mike Davis... Really encouraging stuff from him last week to get 19-10 and, and McCaffrey's first absence. You hope that he can continue to be that for you with McCaffrey gone. Um, AJ Green is getting the targets, but they haven't amounted to anything yet. Um, you can't. I mean, like, like the targets are encouraging, but I mean, Jack, we've got 30 targets. Through three, oh no, sorry, less than thirty targets. Uh, Twenty-eight targets through three weeks, um, and you've got no touchdowns. Only thirteen catches. <laughs> only thirteen catches. That's less than a fifty percent uh, clip, and has only topped fifty yards once. Um, so it's bad right now. That's one way to put it. And Jarvis Landry is a problem, too, because they're just not going to throw it if they don't have to. It is it is run until we can't, unless we absolutely are forced to throw. Then we will throw with Baker Mayfield. And honestly, it's it's, trem- it's a tremendous game plan by Stefanski. Yeah, you're experiencing that as well with OBJ on your team. Yeah, and he's the one that has the big play potential. So you at least have that with OBJ. With Landry... It's just his consistency. And if he's consistently getting 800 points, you don't really want him. I mean, maybe in the flex. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, eight, if you can. I didn't it, draft him for that. No, though. you didn't draft him for that. Um, Kenny Galladay, he's back. He looks healthy. He's going to be great for you. Uh, Lamar Jackson will be amazing, I'm sure. Rest of the season, you, you don't need to worry about him. Um, and like I've talked about with with your two running backs, so you went McCaffrey first, and you waited until round four to draft another one. So you were always going to be thin at the running back position if an injury happened, and it just so happened that both of them got injured. So now you are very thin at the running back position. I mean, for God's sake, Jack, you have Naeem Hines in your starting lineup right now. That's disgusting. But you're doing what you can. That's harsh. (laughs) You're doing what you can. Uh, Robbie Anderson has been great, Jack. He's been a top 10 wide receiver. Um, And he's been better than DJ Moore. He's getting lots of targets. Um, It seems like, I mean, you've got to be really happy with that draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I didn't expect it to turn out this way, but see, I'm still not, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm still not sold on it. It hasn't been like, okay, I don't know. That's fair. Um, I don't feel good about it for some reason. That's fair. It's Robbie Anderson, um, and there's really no history of him being consistently good, um, so I get I get the hesitation. Big play potential guy, though. Always a big play potential guy. I mean, you put but him... yeah, I'm really happy in, to have him. You put him and DK Metcalf in the same category. And it's, it's worked it's, out. It's the two of them. It's worked out very well for me. I can admit that. <clears throat> but, um, no, I get it. We'll see. DJ Moore should start to do better, and you wonder if that'll take away from Robbie Anderson. Um, and when Christian McCaffrey's back, is you know he's going to take up targets and, and touches. So, um I mean, they're not, like, that amazing of an offense where you would expect, like, you know, three or four guys to be fantasy producers when it, week in and week out. So, I get it. Um, Jack, I have to go with Sarge's team. All right, I'll, this bet, week. I'll bet for my team. I'll bet, bet for dollar. your team and we'll bet a dollar. I like that. Um, here's what I'll say is I think Lamar Jackson is going to give you a chance because this is going to be a, like, FU game for Lamar Jackson. Like, because he did so poorly, they're going up against a Washington team that's not great. I think they're going to be like, don't forget about what we are and what we're capable of and who I am. And so I think I think you'll get I think, <laughs> I think you'll get at least three thousand. Po- I, I honestly think you'll get three thousand points from Lamar Jackson. Um, I certainly hope so. I think you'll get a big game from Kenny Galladay, and you should get a decent game from uh, Davis. I think Naeem Hines. That's really. Really could not be great, and, and Jarvis Landry could not be great either. Um, All right, we should uh, we should move into the last matchup of the week. Yeah, great. Um, and then, do you have some like of those season wide stats to share, or have you already shared some of? Them? Have you sprinkled those in, or should we save those for um, later? I don't have a whole lot, um, to be honest. Uh, but there's maybe some stuff we could talk about. I mean, I, I got a few more stats here for this last matchup. It's the battle of the 0-3s. The two only 0-3 teams left. The two winless guys are going up against each other. So the great news, Jack, is that one of them is going to get on board with a W. Hell yeah. The bad news is is that one of them will definitely fall to 0-4. 0-4. Not where you want to be after the first four weeks. And Jack, I hate to do this, but I'll be shocked if it's not Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be shocked. It... I mean, you start with Tyreek Hill and Nikhil Harry having uh, some difficulties playing in that COVID game. 
in, in Kansas City for his defense is who he's got. So that's three off the bat. And Dad has is not affected by that game at all. Not in the slightest. Yeah. Um, Dad, uh, I hope for the love of God, will... Well, yeah. I mean, you got to assume Dad's going to be putting in Kittle over Higby, assuming that Kittle plays. Um, Tyler Higby's been fire. He was good in one week. <laughs> um, but yes, that, that was a fire week for him. Um... Dak Prescott has been awesome for Dad. I would I would assume another big week for Prescott. We'll see if DJ Moore can get it going for him. Um, Jared McKinnon was a nice pickup. Uh, he's actually been great in three straight weeks. Um, really happy for Jared McKinnon. Uh, Most will come back at some point, but McKinnon's going to be a good play until that happens. Um, and then we talked about James Robinson, uh, top five running back, and uh, we'll see if he can keep it going against Cincinnati. Um, Carry on Johnson, Greg. You know, hey, I respect it, man. <laughs> I was right there with you. I've been trying to hold on hope. I drafted him again, even though I had him last year and he did nothing for me. Uh, interesting pickup. He just has not been getting the production and certainly not worth a start right now. You look at his bench right now, Jack. Cam Akers is out and Philip Lindsay is out. His only other option is to play Deion Lewis. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. I get it. I'm I'm also playing people that aren't worth a start. So yeah, and you know, it, it's what you're gonna have to do this season. It's what you're gonna have to do this season. It's 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 there's gonna be more. This of thing's that. gonna it's gonna get wild. This is just the beginning, uh, and it's only gonna get crazier. So buckle up. Uh, Greg has had a terrible start to the season. He's averaging only nine thousand six hundred fifty six points through the first three weeks. Uh, he's getting outscored by over four thousand three hundred points per week. It's been a, a really, really rough start. Um, it's Dad's start. Dad's team has looked good, and Dad has a good team. Um, he is, I think, fifth overall in points scored. So it really his zero three record does not reflect how good of a week he's had. Uh, teams are scoring at a clip of fourteen thousand eight hundred forty points per week against him. Um, he just had. I mean, he's by far got the most points scored against him through three weeks. So. It's just been really bad luck. He lost to me this last week on a, in a nail-biter where when the games first ended, Yahoo hadn't correctly added my score up, so it looked like Dad had won. And like within the next hour, it gave me an extra 310 points. That was a wild matchup. And uh, I ended up winning. So it's been bad luck for Dad. I think I think his team continues to perform, and he gets a win. Um, Greg is going to be searching for some answers. The injuries haven't helped him. Uh, this COVID scare with Hill... Nikhil Harry and Kansas City potentially being out do not help his chances. Um, so he's going to have to be prepared uh, with a lot of backups for those three. And, uh, yeah, I just don't see enough. I, I mean, Mark Andrews is going to have to be great. Miles Sanders is going to have to be amazing. And Deshaun Watson is going to have to be amazing for him to have a chance. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I go with Dad. Do you want to bet against yeah, him? I'll okay. go, I'll go with Greg. I'll go with Greg. One dollar. Yeah, one dollar. All right, I like that. Guys, this has been a long one, but uh, you know, I assumed you guys want a long one because we haven't been giving you uh, what you need. And um, what you need is a long one. And what you need is a long one. So, thanks for listening all the way through. Uh, if you fast forwarded, screw you. Okay, listen. True. Well, true. you can listen to it at two times speed. So we sound like this. Hey, hey, I listen to podcasts sometimes like that. I know you do. I can do one and a half. I cannot do two. Spotify lets you do like four times I know, or something which is insane. just absurd. Yeah. You can't hear it. Rude. 
All right, well, hey, we are, this is going to be a perfect, clean 90-minute episode, which I'm very excited about. Nice. One and a half hours. Not too bad. You know, once you get, uh, once they drone on for an hour 45, then it's like, oh my no, God. No, that's, a, that's a good, for for the fact that we haven't done the first three weeks, and we, we did this We one. try to keep it as close to an hour as possible, um, but we had a lot to say. We know? had a lot to we say. There was a lot, lot to, to talk say. about this week, so. Um, Thanks for hanging in there. Tommy, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure, Jack. An honor to be back. We'll see you again. You will, for sure. <laughs> at, at a some, point. At, yeah, at a point at, yeah, in, in 2020. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, uh, Tommy, any last words? No. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and I uh, hope you've enjoyed. And, uh, man, this is weird that we're posting this. We're recording on a Saturday. We'll be posting tonight. So you guys will either be listening tonight or tomorrow right before the games good luck if you're listening on sunday morning good luck today guys uh i'm very excited to be watching uh football tomorrow so good luck to everyone stay safe out there it's a pandemic after all let's talk fantasy football so no one should be da ba do da do. Very good. <laughs>